this week on Deep Night. You know, I remember that crisp February morning in 2003 when the first edition of Teen Vogue hit my doorstep. There was a Gwen Stefani looking up at me in an orange sweater with the headline, Hot Guys Who Rock. And it's safe to say you were not talking about Steve Bannon and Rince Priebus. Oh, friends, hello. It's me, your host, Dale Seaver, and I'm braving the political winds of our times. That was the whooshing. To join you once again for the season finale episode. How about that? Season 9, come to an end of Deep Night with Dale. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, and as that fetid little stream can attest... Once home to migratory birds of every stripe and oysters the size of dinner plates, now polluted to its core and splashing and splashing up against a Whole Foods beer garden and an unaffordable condo canoe slip, change comes quickly, and not always for the better. So what can we do in the face of all that has happened and shifted over these last few months since the election? Well, if Blow has anything to say about it, there's a lot we can do. Blow, of course, is a political group that my wife, Galinda, is a part of. It stands for Brooklyn Ladies of Winning the Vote. Don't tell them they missed a letter. <laughs> and they're out there agitating, making calls, and assisting however they can to support a more progressive future, and I'm all for it. I didn't spend 1600 bucks on a night in a homemade yurt on the outskirts of Sedona, sleeping next to a man named Onion, chasing energy vortexes just to end up in a dystopian nightmare. No. So when Blow reached out to me and said, Dale, can you host a fundraiser event for brand-new Congress? I said, you bet, and how high? And uh, we assembled a great panel of guests, and it was just this past week at the Slipper Room. And I say it was just this past week. Who knows where we're going to be uh, at, at this point. Once you're listening to this, I, so much happens so quickly. Um, but uh, we, we were able to capture, I think, a lot of what has gone on with this uh, group. We had a great time of it. We had a packed house and a vigorous air conditioning unit and the soothing sounds of Cornelius Loy uh, to accompany us on the theremin. Now, I won't say too much leading into this uh, other than I do want to say thank you to all of you listeners and audience members who's come out, uh, who've come out uh, during this ninth season and will peer into our crystal balls as we sit poolside this summer and figure out what will emerge for season 10. I assure you it will be something. I can, I can guarantee that. So let's break the seal on the enormous portal that leads to the first level of the deep night and go to our live episode featuring a discussion of all things political presented by Blow and yours truly with my guests in order of appearance, Lily Herman from Teen Vogue, Jamila King from Mike.com, Joanna Rothkopf from Jezebel, and Janine Brito from lots of new projects and stand-up and generally just being a great friend of the program. I had a terrific time, and I hope you will, too. A little bit of light out there in the darkness. Enjoy. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Look at that. That was great. You know where you're going? No. Oh, well, you'll find your way out. Yep, cross in front of the performers. That's good. Oh, Hello! 
Hello, friends. Oh, my goodness. This is tremendous. I am Del Seaver, and I'm your host tonight. Your mystical guide through this hour of regrets and revelations. I ask you to reach out and take my astral hands as we dive heart chakra first into this swirling portal that we call the deep night. Yes. And it's a special evening, isn't it? I'm so thrilled to be with you here at the Slipper Room on New York's Lower East Side, one of our better sides. It's uh, terrific. We've got a special live edition of the program, and what are we going to be doing? We're going to be talking politics. I know what a lot of you are feeling. Yay! <laughs> politics! <laughs> I know, if you're like me, it's been at least six, seven seconds since I thought about the end of the world. <laughs> it's tremendously exciting. But we have to put some positive vibrations out there in the world, don't we? We have to do that. That's why we've come together, especially under the uh, administration of President... I can't say it, ladies and gentlemen. It feels filthy. I have to wash my crystals every time it comes out of my mouth. I recently misheard it as President Trub, and I think that's better. So if we can all go with that for the time being, old Trubby, old waddling around Trub Tower and his big old uh, saggy bottom golf trousers, that feels better to me, President Shrub. It's uh, we have to find some levity where we can in this darkness, in this Cormac McCarthy, Walking Dead, Snowpiercer, the foodish people, darkness. We have to come together and share, yes, our dismay, but also strategies, yes. And we all have to continue to cast our protecting uh, spell over Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We have to keep... <laughs> doing that and sending it out. May she live forever, <laughs> this old lady. Yes, it's what we have to do. But it's terrific to be here as uh, 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 part of the uh, blow celebration. Perhaps you've seen the sign. It's uh, 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 wonderful. Uh, when my, my wife joined this group and when she first said, uh, Dale, I'm, I've got to go uh, 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 to uh, 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 with blow, she got to go out. Got to go out for some blow. I said, mm, <laughs> Galinda, I haven't done that in years. And then we both we both kind of laughed, you know, ha 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 ha. But then mine was a chuckle that was a little bit awkward because it's a new relationship and she travels a lot and there's trust issues. But it turns out. Thankfully, she doesn't have a secret drug habit. It's just this group of concerned citizens, and they gather together, and uh, they're out to make positive change in the world. And I'll tell you this, don't challenge them to a wine-drinking competition. <laughs> you will lose. You will lose. My goodness. But it's great. The, 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 the ladies in support of Brand New Congress, it's exciting to be here, and uh, we're going to have some great conversations tonight in the deep night. Now, if you're going to go into the deep night, you have to have great deep night music, and there's nobody better to provide that than our band leader tonight. <laughs> I'm having second thoughts. Yep, yep, there it is. There it is. 
Yes. Thank you, Cornelius. Cornelius Thank Lloyd. You, Dale. Uh, the Thank you. Yeah, sure. Give it up. For the uh, the most handsome witch I could find, <laughs> Cornelius Loy, uh, back there. Now, what you're playing, uh, Cornelius, is the theremin. Now, that comes to us from the Russians, so That's like our correct. president. <laughs> now, do you like politics, Cornelius? Not at all, not at no. all. No, well, you're going to no. have a great time tonight, that's for <laughs> sure. And, uh, yeah, but uh, everything going good? You, you, you're good? Pretty good, some good vibrations. I think politics are pretty scary, but, you know, I'm trying to make the most of it, so... Good for you. Good for you. Now, you, you ever worried that thing could get hacked? I, you know, sometimes it does get hacked, and I pick up people's Ooh. phone conversations. Oh, oh, my goodness. Well, we'll stay tuned for that. I'm always worried it's just going to start playing the Green Acres theme. But that's uh, great. Cornelius Loy will be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. That's wonderful. It's so beautiful. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, Watergate had deep throat. And now we have Deep Night. Just consider yourselves a handsome blonde reporter and I'm kind of the old fella sitting on a chair with an envelope full of truth. <laughs> yes, where do we get our sources of information these days? It's hard, isn't it? You don't know what's uh, true and what's not, but uh, I find myself increasingly turning to that reputable publication, Teen Vogue, just as soon as I'm done with allure and glamour and uh, Time and Newsweek, of course, are last, sometimes when I'm on the can. But uh, Teen Vogue has emerged as such an important voice, and we have one of the contributors uh, to that publication here with us tonight as our first guest. Please welcome Lily Herman. <laughs> Lily. There you are. Nice to see you. Have a seat. Grab a microphone. Hello. There Hello. you are. Lily, how are you? I'm okay. Good. Good yeah. Well, I should ask you, how are you right now? Because things are happening so fast, aren't they? I'm a little discombobulated, yes. but excited to be here. Excited to be yes. here. Yes. <laughs> Cornelius is excited, too. Uh, now, uh, it is a thing, though, that's happening. Everything's moving quite quickly, other than the MTA. Everything's moving very quickly. It's hard to keep up. Does it affect your ability to provide uh, a reporting? That's a good question. Um... A little bit. I think there are days where I feel like I'm on what I jokingly call the, the Trump beat or the Trub beat, as we're now yes, calling let's, it. Yes, let's do a Trub. Uh, where I, I feel like I'm just reporting on the tweets all day. And yeah. then there are days where I get better things to report on. So uh, <laughs> yes. More uh, expansive things that you can get into some detail about. Yeah, or just uh, my editor will email me and say, can we drag ex-person in the Trump administration today. And that's always <laughs> oh, a joy. So <laughs> that must be terribly better. fun yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to ruin a person. But, but no one is more deserving of ruination, let's be clear. Uh, now, uh, but it is, it is all happening so fast. I feel like I'm constantly under pressure, and I need to catch up, and I follow your tweets. And each one, I'm thinking, my gosh, and I hit the heart, and I hit it, and I hit it. And, uh, 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 but you also, your career itself, your career, you've gone from uh, a student uh, while you were at school Yes. You were, you know, you started a lifestyle website. You have a whole network for professional women. While mm -hmm. I was in school, I was just burning my mouth repeatedly on a Stouffer's French bread toaster <laughs> oven pizza. That's, that was, and I kept doing it like a lot. It wasn't like once. <laughs> like every time I made it, I burned it. Well, why are the pepperoni cut that way? I don't know, but I'm saying 
Where did the where did this uh, eagerness to be to pursue activism and writing come from? Oh God, um, that's a good question. Yep. I still haven't exactly figured it out. It yep. just sort of happened. Uh, yeah, I think Teen Vogue, like a lot of things, just kind of falls in your lap when you just happen to be there and you happen to elect a giant orange man as president and you happen <laughs> to be, you know. There's a surge that rushes in yeah. to fill this void. Well, yeah. I think, you know, <laughs> I remember that crisp February morning in 2003 when the first edition of Teen Vogue hit my doorstep. <laughs> there was a Gwen Stefani looking up at me in an orange sweater with the headline, Hot Guys Who Rock. And it's safe to say you were not talking about Steve Bannon and Rince Priebus at the time, right? Not to my knowledge. Not no. to your knowledge, no. <laughs> Incidentally, fellas, you should rinse your Priebus at least once a day. <laughs> but uh, it has evolved, is my point. Is uh, yes. Teen Vogue has evolved, and now it's really become a source that we, that we look to. And you're yeah. a part of that. Yeah. That feels cool. pretty good. You're just saying you were there. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, I, what I find interesting about... Teen Vogue is people think it just started with the infamous Lauren Duca op-ed that came out in December yeah. when I had been writing about politics since I think I started there March of 2016. So to, to me and a lot of people who had been writing there for a while, it was sort of this, really? Like we, we've been writing about this stuff for months, you know, <laughs> someone just picked it up and suddenly started reading it. So I got a lot of, for the last couple months, a lot of the, did you know that Teen Vogue does politics? And I was just kind of <laughs> right. Really interesting, you know. So there's a lot of a lot of that back and forth that's been going on. So you don't like Lauren Duca? <laughs> oh no, I love Lauren Duca. Oh sure, yes. sure. <laughs> I was worried that we had a second oh, Tucker no. Carlson oh, on no. our hands. Oh God. But now let's back up for a second because has no one followed the thread of Steve Bannon having acid in the bathtub of his Florida home? Have we just glossed over that fact? Is it no, not important? Well, I think we're more into the fact that he, he like texted the other day that the reason there's no um, on-air press conferences is because, uh, quote, Sean Spicer got fatter, end quote, from him, so, you know. He's a heck of a guy, isn't he? Yeah, seems great. Yeah, seems like a great co-worker. <laughs> you know, you'd run into him in the staff kitchen and just be so excited. <laughs> He's the kind that eats a couple of the pretzels out of the bag and then leaves half of it, you know, there. He's the guy just who open, leaves. an open bag of pretzels. Leaves like that tiny bit of milk so he doesn't have to recycle. Oh, yes, you know carton. what I'm talking yeah. about. Mm -hmm. Gosh, and that's the worst thing that he's done, so. <laughs> He's evil. But really, <laughs> uh, he had a bathtub full of acid. We're okay with that? We're not going to follow up on that. No, no, it we'll, bothers we'll me. It. I would hope that you would, and I will definitely <laughs> favorite that tweet should you come across that. It would be interesting uh, to me. But you've been doing so many things, and it's, uh, it's Im impressive to me. The millennials, that's what you are, right? Yes. Yes, you are. No, I think at this point you should embrace it because uh, what's the point? Well, you know, we are we are leading to the end of dryer sheets and buying our $19 avocado toast according oh to time. Oh my gosh, so. you're killing <laughs> <Yeah>. everything. You've <laughs> killed J. Crew just this week. You killed the malls. You killed video arcades. You killed bowling alleys. I think you've killed the free internship. What's next? Is there no end to the madness? You got me there. I'm I apologize. Oh, I miss the simpler days of Generation X, where we just didn't care. <laughs> we just want to wear flannel and hang out, you know? It was a great time. 
Nothing bothered us. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered also. But uh, that's just the way it is. But you've, you, what, is the, what is the network that you've created for professional women? That seems terrifically exciting. Yeah, uh, about a year and a half ago, I started a email newsletter. I was still in college at the time. Um, I'm 23, so I'm a youngin. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I basically, it was, it was for very selfish purposes. I was still in school. I had spent a couple summers in New York, but I, everyone at that point, when you're working, starting at 18, everyone just assumes that you're out of college many years before you are out of college. So I said, I'll just start a newsletter. Sure. Uh, to keep in touch with everyone because I do not want to be emailing and Facebooking and tweeting at everyone every day. Ugh, um, no. So I, of course, hit up a friend for a name for it, and she, while drunk, suggested Network Bitch, like the Britney Spears song, Work Bitch, plus the yep. net. Yeah, so that's it's just been a fun newsletter. There are a lot of GIFs, GIF, GIF, I don't know how you all pronounce it, but uh, there's a lot G of... GIFs is technically GIFs. correct, right? Is it, though? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it either, but that's what I said. If the guy that creates it says, my name is Steve, you can't call him Stove. It's just wrong. It's but just anyway. Matter, semantics. But, uh, well, but, yeah. but a thing can be a thing. Can it <laughs> this is not the hill I'm going to die on. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> the facts matter. But, um, uh, uh, well, and then what, anybody can sign up for that that can do something with it? Yeah, anyone who identifies as a woman can sign up for it. Uh, so, yeah, we have about 1,200 women who are on it now. Um, goes out once a month. It's just sort of like a fun side project, but... Yeah, it's been a good time. That sounds terrific. Yeah. Now, uh, you, of course, you cover everything really po politically, and we have to think with this uh, recent surge of Putin and the Russians that part of the aim is to upend the world order as we know it, the Western world, right? That seems to be part of his goal. You'd probably agree with yeah, me there. So <laughs> I, I wonder, because you're tuned into everything, if we uh, cast our gaze across the pond, what do you think are the chances of... Um, uh, gargoyle come to life, Theresa May's chances of staying in power. I mean, she's doing it for now. Right. I don't trust it'll be for long, but that's just my opinion. It seems like she could be on it. Now, I yeah. just want to say, some people may say, hold on, Dale, that sounds like you're being a little sexist talking about the lady's looks. Well, that would be true if I were not talking about facts. And the fact is that Theresa May spent a lot of her young life encased in stone, gripping on the side of a building near Piccadilly Circus. That's just the way it was. I'll look into that along with the, the Steve Bannon. Oh, yes, yeah. I'll favorite that, too. Yeah. You've got two faves from me so far, Lily. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> So uh, 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 what, what, do you, what do you feel like? Are you, are you looking forward to anything that's on the horizon right now? Anything coming up that you think, gosh, that'll be uh, either great to cover or it will be something to, to look forward to? Oh, that is a very big meta question. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, uh, the cards speak to me and I relay the message. Oh, yeah. Cards. Uh, what am I looking to cover? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot going on right now, so I don't really have any one thing, but uh, I feel like my, my stories for Teen Vogue in particular have been getting a little bit longer and a little bit uh, spicier, so... Well, yeah. that's oh. something to look forward to, isn't yeah. it? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you recently published something about catcalling. You said uh, something about uh, fellas like doing it? 
Yes, I published that on Monday. Oh, yes, I read it. Yeah. First thing. Sure, allure, yep. yeah. This is what I do. I get up every morning, <laughs> and I do a sun salutation, and I'm going to share my mantra with everybody because I take a deep breath, and I let it out. Ugh. That's what I say every morning. That's my mantra ever since he got in. That's just, really since he announced. That's been the, <laughs> that's been the case. <laughs> you think that's okay? Yeah, doing okay. Okay, yeah, good. You know, good. I just yeah, we lay have there to find while, coping, so. coping yeah. mechanisms to get through it. I'd like to join a professional group myself, but it's so far it's just me. <laughs> Cornelius might join, might, mightn't you? I'll definitely join the Oh, thank you, sure. Cornelius. That makes me feel good. Well, uh, you, 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 what, what do you say about catcalling, though? What, what was the thrust of that piece? Uh, basically that, I think, when people think of catcallers, they think of old, gross, sweaty men on the street corner yeah. with eight teeth missing. Yeah. For catcalling, they actually found in a bunch of countries in the Middle East and North Africa, and they're kind of saying that this is happening worldwide, that it's actually typically more likely that young men who are educated are going to be catcalling than uh, less educated older men. Mm. So just kind of debunking that whole, the more education you get, the suddenly more, you know, quote unquote woke you are, uh, does not seem to be the case. Doesn't seem to hold for the young people from Wesleyan, does it? Nope. <laughs> we wish them yes. well. Did you have toaster ovens? Do you know what I was talking about? Yeah, okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, good. I'm worried about the youth, but I'm not worried about you, Lily Herman. It's been great talking with you. you we'll as look well. for your articles in Teen Vogue. And there Lily Herman, ladies and gentlemen. Can you stay here? You just move down a seat. That'll be great. Wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're getting ever further into the deep night, and I want to just keep it going and bring up my next guest who covers uh, politics, culture, and more for Mike.com. Please welcome Jamila King, ladies and gentlemen. Jamila. There she is. How are you? Good? I'm great. Doing well. Thank you. There we are, settling in. Uh, my goodness, how do you even begin? Because all of culture has been consumed. Absolutely. Uh, by politics. It seems like it's all we can talk about these days. And I think it's great. And you think it's great? I think it's fantastic. Are we all activists? I'm, Should I we have all been activists all along? So I recently tried to watch uh, the latest episode of House of Cards. Yes. Um, and I was devoted to this show for years. And I watched it, and there were shootings and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. And it was boring. I thought that was boring because I could just watch Rachel Maddow and be like, well, what happened with Putin today? Like, this is great. <laughs> right, it's already <laughs> happening all so, around us. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it provides some great storylines for culture. I think the sort of music that you're going to see come out of these political moments is great. I think, you know, if you look at our history, some of the best culture, um, some of the best cultural moments have come out of moments of political strife. And so I'm super excited about that. Sure. Well, we can be excited about that. I think that's been the argument that, well, it'll be great for uh, art or culture. There's always right. such great stuff made in, in the face of resistance. But it's also pretty terrible to live through. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, mean, 1968, I guess, wasn't the best year in the world. <laughs> but no, but no I mean, look, it's, it's, it is deeply painful, right? Like, how yes. do you... And I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, how do you... When you're inundated with, you know, news alerts and awful stories about what's happening in this country and around the world and police shootings, where do you go to turn off? You know, yeah. like, how do you make sense of that? Where do you go to decompress? Um, 
And I haven't figured that out yet. You know, I'm walking around, I'm stressed out all the time. My therapist is like getting a lot of money out of me right now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's real nice. Maybe some uh, some spa, some wellness places. Some wellness. Probably Sign a lot of weed too. Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow. Oh sure. yeah. Lots, <laughs> lots of sure, weed. sure. Yeah. You have one enthusiast here for that. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> that's great. But is there like a Spotify playlist for the resistance <laughs> that we should be? You know, there are many actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, let me ask you this: Is there a Spotify playlist for? I gather there's a march happening, and I'm sympathetic. But I'd also like to stay indoors. Yeah, it's 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 called rap caviar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Uh, yeah, you know, I look. I I think that everybody's gonna have their their little ways to tune out. Um, Spotify is actually super great at having curated playlists for political moments. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also a sucker podcast. for podcasts. Aren't podcasts wonderful? They're so good. They're bringing the like old school. Like, let me actually tell you a story vibe back. Yeah, isn't it. that something? Yeah. It's great fun. What's your favorite podcast? What's my favorite your podcast? favorite podcast? Oh, I have a number of ones of it's mostly older women talking me through some kind of spiritual journey. And that's, Those a, are the that's best. a lot of fun. I've gone all over the world just through my ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're from San Francisco. I and am. even your beloved San Francisco sports teams are not free of politics and no. influence. Kaepernick. Well, he's technically Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Love me some Colin Kaepernick. Um, free agent. Free agent. Free now. agent, right. He's not yeah. technically still a member of the Niners, but since he's unemployed, he's identified by his last employer. So. Uh, yeah, I mean the Niners are they suck, but at least they're making news for for something for right? a while. Yeah, yeah, it's for been a little tough. For a minute, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, your activism, your your uh, uh, spirited take on things, really came from absorbing some of the stories of uh, uh, what was then called redevelopment totally. in San Francisco through the Fillmore District, yep. which essentially is the uh, old-fashioned term for gentrification. Yep, and pushing people out and uh, displacing people. Now, are we ever going to be just done with gentrification? Will we have gentrified enough? How many succulent stores do we need? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I... I I've like <laughs> coffee. But it's so much coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so it's funny, when I think about San Francisco and gentrification, I think a lot of people sort of think of, of the tech boom, right? Like you think about, oh my God, it's so expensive yeah. now. Uh, but if you talk to people in San Francisco, they always start their conversation about gentrification in a different, different decade. Yes. So some people go back to the 70s, you know? Um, oh, that's when this city started to change. And I think there's definitely a case to be made for that. Um, but, you know, I also think that, like, it's about wealth. It's about power. I don't, whatever you call it, I think that struggle is going to continue. Um, I think that when all the black people are in the suburbs and then white folks are like, we want to go to the suburbs again, then, you know, black folks will be kicked out then. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's a, a fundamental question of, of inequality and power. Um, and until we actually grapple with what that means, uh, we're still going to have conversations about displacement. As well we should until totally. we uh, figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah. Do you feel like there's some movement towards that, that this, uh, this election, in fact, this administration I is positive in that it's a kind of extinction <laughs> event, that the, the old white cronies will just disappear after this? You know, Jeff Sessions, he, he doesn't have too many years left, right? So <laughs> oh, that's really, uh, <laughs> I've said it before, our only hope is the human lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, I, th so I mean, thank God they're going to die soon. 
<laughs> it's not a lot to hang your hat on, <laughs> but it's what we got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a totally fair point. I, I am excited, though. I mean, you saw this, this Georgia congressional election happen last night, um, which unfortunately yes. John Ossoff lost. But, you know, I do think there's a new generation of elected officials who are coming up who are exciting to watch. Um, former San Francisco District Attorney Kamala Harris is sort of making her waves in the Senate yeah. right now. Um, she really laid into that little racist She totally elf, did. She, she yeah. was just like, why the fuck didn't you do your homework? How dare you come in front of me and not have done your homework? Yeah. Go well, home. I remember when she was, I lived in San Francisco too. I remember when she was DA there. Yeah. And she was impressive then. She was. And She's that's what we need, isn't it? Heroes. We're looking Absolutely. for heroes. Yeah. We're looking for people who are willing to do the work. Yeah. Well, that's why I like that Wonder Woman picture. Yeah. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet. Oh I my know. gosh, I, Jamila, I'm go and it. see it right after this. Oh, I'll buy okay, you a I'm ticket. Go I'm going. There's right. a scene on the beach and you just are so moved by it, you know. Just all the these scene, okay. It's like our new Private Ryan. You're just so excited <laughs> for what's happening and they're so good at it. And listen, I've been a Wonder Woman fan for a long time, since oh, yeah? the Linda Carter days. Right. I love her. Uh, but there's something about this Gal Gadot. I know I was really taken by her. <laughs> and it's not just the fighting and the whiz bang, but it's also the way she smiles. It's so, it's fierce and compassionate, but also relatable. And just uh, like my wife who is here tonight, so All we right. shouldn't talk too much more about Wonder Woman. <laughs> but it's a great picture. We're looking for heroes, yeah, aren't we? We are. Kamala we need them Harris, right now. others. We look for... Uh, for that to happen. Now, uh, I will say in terms of inspiration, uh, it's Pride Month. You had a recent article about coming out I in did. your 20s. And I it was very touching, and I wanted to thank you for putting it out there. Thank I you. encourage everybody to go and read it. It's on, uh, yeah, it's on uh, Mike.com. It's on Mike.com. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, uh, too, am an only child, so I know oh, that yeah. relationship. It's tough. Uh, to uh, being truthful with your parent. Yeah. And your parents can be uh, difficult, can't it? Yeah, you know, you, it's a codependent relationship in all the best ways and all the worst ways, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm super spoiled, and I'm also super scared <laughs> of, of my mom sometimes. Um, but what I appreciate about my mom is that we're finally getting to know each other as adults. That's um, a wonderful thing. And that's a tough, that's a tough transition to make, for yeah. sure. But it does become wonderful. It does become wonderful. It's what? not all wonderful. It's not great. No, We're people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's people like are horrible. My mom wanted to like smoke a joint with me, and I was like, oh, good God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I refuse. No, put the kibosh on that. Nope. Not ready for that yet. Nope. No. Nope, not well, at all. do you ever consider uh, running for office or anything? Absolutely not. No. Never, mm, ever. No, no. no. I think you'd get a couple votes here tonight. Well, Thanks, guys. You too, Lily. I think you would be a good candidate as well. <laughs> Cornelius, I don't know. It's a, it's a little, it's a little too, mu too much skeletons just hanging around the house. <laughs> Not even in the closet. Just like hang. <laughs> oh, he just plays that with his hands. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's uh, terrifically exciting to have you. Is there something uh, looking forward into culture you feel like we should be, we should be paying more attention to? Yeah, well, so uh, the new season of Queen Sugar, the second season, uh, just we got some Queen Sugar fans in the house. Um, I'm really excited for that. It's another season that was directed entirely by women, and I think that's awesome. Where so can one find Queen Sugar? One can find that on Oprah's network or oh. on Amazon.com. Wow. Well, great. We'll, we'll take a look into that. Yeah. And uh, Jamila, can you stay with us? As I we sure go? can. That's great. Jamila King, everybody. 
I should. Thank you for being here. That's terrific. Uh, well, it, it is the summer solstice, uh, and so what better time to sit back and have a mint julep and reflect on the ways in which the idea of property have been so damaging to us as a species. And really think about that concept because it's very harmful. But it would also be a great time to have a raffle. And now if some of you have purchased buttons, uh, I will uh, uh, call out a number and then you will receive the prize. And the prize is a uh, handmade basket by the Amish in Pennsylvania out of Lancaster. All oh, those people work so hard and they have no zippers. Uh, this is um, uh, the basket, and it's full of great things like Cheetos. These are all relevant, you understand. Some whiskey, Law's whiskey. Kathy Griffin's bio, if you hadn't heard enough from her, well, there you go. And uh, all sorts of other great treats. So we'll put that there, and uh, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, do a little uh, conjuring moment. I will squint out into the etherverse, and try to do like Mike Pence does when he's sitting there with mother, stroking their pet bunny, imagining all the things they can do with the lights on. And let's see if a number comes to me. 16, the number is 16. If you're there, come forward and claim your uh, political prize basket. Here we go. Uh, it will be delivered to you by... Meredith there. Wonderful. Congratulations. Enjoy yourself. Oh, who doesn't love a basket? <laughs> When's the last time you had a great gift basket? Never. Never? I've never gotten a gift Well, I'm going to have to send one over to the mic offices. <laughs> you know, a basket can really cheer a person up. <laughs> Let's just think about that for a minute. Getting a basket full of stuff. <laughs> Somebody made that, and they put the stuff in it, and that's a great vehicle for delivering it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, moving right along, uh, uh, you know, my next guest uh, is another person that's covering what's going on out there, you know, looking at politics and the news and all that. Uh, she is the managing editor of Jezebel. Have you ever heard of that site? Uh, uh, she also has a political podcast called uh, Big Time Dicks. So uh, please uh, welcome, if you're here, Joanna Rothkopf. Joanna? Oh, look at this. <laughs> How are you? Nice to see you. Can, you can, yes, sure. Yeah, you can use the table if you like. We can move some. There you are. Yes. What is that, a coconut water? Yeah, a <laughs> coconut water <laughs> for health. That's great. Joanna, how are things? They're great. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. It was a little bit last minute, and I'm so happy you came. I have nothing on my schedule. Well, <laughs> Literally not a thing. I appreciate that. Nothing's going on in the world. I understand it. Uh, uh, Jezebel, of course, one of the great sites that we turn to all the time Thank for you. news and information. Uh, it, was, it used to be a little snarky, right? 
It's still snarky. It's still snarky. <laughs> and what I think I like about it is that it is the appropriate amount of snark for the times. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think, you know, earlier I was talking to Jamil about heroes. Yeah. And on your uh, podcast, Big Time Dicks, <laughs> you uh, talked to one of the heroes, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Yes. Yes. Was she as uh, dreamy as one would imagine? She was as dreamy. She was she was so well spoken. She was a good politician. She made me feel like she really loved me. It yes. was a really good experience for me personally, oh, that's, uh, but also for journalism. Yes, it was a high point in journalism. She seems like the kind of person that would be like a professor that would give you a ride to the library, but then also just not stop talking about how we all built the roads. Yeah, that I'm how we bit. all built the roads. Yes, we all that we couldn't get here without the government building the roads and the library is the. Like she'll I mean? drive you to get Plan B, but she'll make you sit in the car for a one-hour lecture about That's where Plan B came from. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I get what. <laughs> yeah, you, you spent time with her. I'm yeah, just guessing. Not really. I saw uh, Senator Al Franken once at the airport. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's a wow. <laughs> Congrats! It's a big wow. Thank yeah. you. He was a little rumpled, <laughs> but a very Democrat 2007, you know, that kind that of... That is my type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you would have been happy. Yeah. I kind of wanted to give him an iron, but he was, uh, it was great. He looked great, and it looked like he was really doing good work. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, you cover uh, politics, you cover feminism. What do you think about this idea that my wife, Galinda, had that uh, Melania is actually a dominatrix. And those little hand slaps, they're actually part of their uh, dynamic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like as it relates to feminism or whether or not that's true? Well, First, are you whether asking? or not that's true. Okay. Second, yes, let's put a feminism <laughs> lens no, on it. I didn't it. ask for that. <laughs> but I don't think it's true. No. No. I you think they really have problems? I, I just don't trust Donald Trump's ability to successfully complete intercourse. But, so like, I don't get like why that oh would be a trubby. thing. <laughs> oh, Trubby. Oh, poor Trubby. Um, but um, in terms of feminism, I don't want to comment on that. I don't have a thought. <laughs> I'm, I was hoping you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but now you recently, uh, who is your favorite among these this cast of characters? And really it's like, the Honey Boo Boo family doing cosplay of Game of Thrones. They're all so bad <laughs> at what's going, and they're just terrible, and there's weird power plays. But uh, who is your favorite uh, destroyer of democracy within this cast? Um, my favorite is definitely Sean Spicer. <laughs> He's the clown of the bunch. Yeah. I love him more than I love my son. <laughs> um, I don't know. I find him a joy to watch. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I said this once to somebody else, and they were like, that's very, um, like, it's just very interesting you would say that. He took away reporters' cell phones at a meeting. That's just, he's really trying to destroy democracy. And I'm like, I know, but I can still enjoy him. Do you know what I'm saying? I like, I get so. to love him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't look well. He uh, looks uh, Bannon's comments unwell. aside, it, it's a, I don't know what 
color he is he's at this turned, point. He's turned from like a, pa- a parchment white to an orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like it's look at pictures of him and zoom in. Yeah, there's no prettier color combination, I think, than a kind of gray orange. And he's really in there. Yeah, he's really. There. It's it's. He's the Pantone <laughs> for that. Sean yeah, Spicer yeah. Orange. <laughs> for a terrible living room choice, and you're yeah. like, well, I don't know. I thought it would go with everything, but now we have to live with it. Right. Do you think he'll hang on to the position? Certainly not. No. They said he's out. Because Already. He Did it happen that he's? No, actually it gone? didn't happen. Oh, okay. But like, he's looking for his replacement. <sighs> he's going yeah. to move into a more senior yeah. role. Like a wonderful example of an orange man failing up, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, my pick, just to uh, finish that, would be Betsy DeVos. Because to uh, be press secretary? Uh, no, not to be, d- to be my uh, favorite destroyer of democracy. Oh, oh sure. Just yeah, the yeah. worst <laughs> character in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's quite awful. <laughs> but um, now you also we also heard from uh, Jared Kushner this week. We heard from Jared Kushner for the first yeah. time. I'm sure he's spoken before, but but everyone, oh my Who gosh, he speaks. Say? Uh, <laughs> this is true. We don't have evidence until we have it. And uh, you reviewed his voice. <laughs> yes, I yes. did. Uh, and what was the takeaway from hearing that for the first time? My review, I give it an A, <laughs> um, mostly for like the surprise factor. Yeah. I mean. I just, anything I could have thought up, I knew he would sound like a little boy. I didn't know he would sound like Jacob the Bar Mitzvah boy. <laughs> it was just a treat for me <laughs> to get to hear it and to enjoy it. Yeah. Is there uh, anything you think that he would be especially good at reading? I mean, I think he would be just as bad as re- at reading his Haftarah portion as all other Bar Mitzvah <laughs> boys are. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it would be a treat to just hear Just in it. shape. Mm-hmm. I think his voice would sound really good on one of those... Um, uh, what do you call it? It's like a phone, and then there's another phone on the other side with some glass in between, and they're usually in an... Oh, a prison phone. A prison phone. <laughs> I think his voice would sound just great on that. That would be wonderful. He always looks like he's a little bit of... A, he's a shapeshifter who's like caught halfway between the... Like he hasn't gotten the full form yet. You know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> he's still uh, half he's alien. He's like Slender Man, but you took a photo of him <laughs> on your iPhone. <laughs> and he's right. like, oh, stop. That's right. right. The evil is there. It's uh, a tremendously terrifying what's going on. <sighs> are there things, and I would ask this to everybody, are there things that you would rather be covering? Um, yes. So when I got hired at Jezebel like two years ago, she the person who hired me was like, what do you want to write about? And I was like, I want to write about politics. And I had fun for nine months, and now I've been miserable for the remaining months. Okay. Um, so I would truly rather write about anything. About anything else. Yeah. There's no one I'd rather talk about less. Y- than Donald Trump. Th- than Trump. Yeah, I mean, I do feel, I don't want to say, <laughs> it's more important than ever that we write about it and we talk about it, and I feel... Like sure. what w- what we're doing, there's a purpose for it. But I also s- want to say that going to work every day and doing the work that I do <laughs> is really wearing on me. She <laughs> <laughs> smiles through that, doesn't she, <laughs> Lily? The same question to you. What would you rather be covering? On the spot, uh, I think a lot more pop culture stuff. I yeah. feel like right now I joke that like pop culture is dead right now because all of it revolves around politics. So like we can't even watch the Super Bowl without commenting on how it's a, a greater discourse about democracy. Yeah. As we all remember. Uh, so 
Yeah, I would just like to talk about something other than fidget spinners culturally. <laughs> or like, you know, I think sure. Kim Kardashian's trying to make a comeback. So, you know, something more interesting, but it feels like there's nothing really there to grab onto for very long. Well, that would be two more likes from me. Jamila? It's going to be controversial, but since a Kardashian was mentioned, uh, probably Kim's new surrogate. I, I kind of want to do, do a deep dive into the Kardashian empire and, oh. and figure out... Yeah, that's happening. That she has a new surrogate. <laughs> what does that mean? A surrogate to stand in for her to take selfies, or no, she's a having sur- a, a, a surrogate baby? who's going to carry their third oh. child? Oh, yeah, the, the, the third child. They have three. Okay, There's well, there'll be time yeah. for discussion later. Yeah, same. Guys, come on. See, this is why we need important wow. journalism telling the facts well, about I, the Kardashians. I encourage you to take up uh, that beat, for sure. Now, uh, Joanna, on the longest day of the year in the longest administration of our lifetimes, I have to ask you, how much longer till impeachment? Why is it taking so long? I can't, I can't say. There have been... I mean... I don't know. I'm I'm not holding my breath for impeachment. I think this is not my journalistic opinion. This is just me like chatting as friends. Yeah, absolutely. Let's have a little fun. I feel like he'd resign before he'd get impeached. Really? I feel like he just like isn't into it and one day he's going to be like enough. Pence, do it. Take over. <laughs> but this is just Jezebel does not endorse this message. This is just me. <laughs> I'm just chatting. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, mm. it's just the reason I say that is because there have been some Congress people who have said who have called for impeachment. Yep. Only a few Maxine Waters go Maxine Waters yeah, and uh, some other people. But most people are speaking about it in a very like reserved way. They're saying, well, if the obstruction of justice, obstruction of justice claims are true, if blah, blah, blah is true, then impeachment would be necessary. But nobody, I mean, it depends what the Mueller investigation finds. It just depends on so many things, and most of Congress sucks anyway. So, like, it just, it's going to take a lot, not to be a downer. Well, but you kind of were. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. but people forget Watergate took a long time, uh, a year's worth until we got rid of him. And, and there are just so many uh, fall guys, like Jerry Kushner will... Be, He'll be iced like out. deep okay. underground in a jail cell before <laughs> Donald Trump like says that he's done anything. I feel <laughs> right before mm-hmm. he admits to anything. For right. sure. Gosh, well they're all so wonderful, and it's just it makes me so proud <laughs> to be. But I'm glad that there's journalism that's uh, taking this on and covering it all the time, as you said, whether you'd like to or not. But it's t- it, it is. I hope that you will find some fortification to keep going with it. Do you find that you also have a background in comedy? Do you find that comedy plays a role in your ability to get through it? Sure. So like a good <laughs> <laughs> like a good analogy for me is that I just drove up to Vermont last weekend or yeah. two weekends ago and while I was driving up there I very accidentally ran over a school of ducks and their mother wow. and it was the most traumatic thing that has happened to me in so long. And literally the only way that I could not drive home immediately was to like begin to joke about it. And I do feel like this administration is the school of ducks that I've run over, just like the process of running over a school of ducks. And like, it's just like learning to like live with the vision of running over a school of ducks and like start to joke about it, you know? Like how else can you talk about running over a school of ducks? (laughs) 
I'm I'm stymied. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you. That can be, uh, that can be, uh, hor it is horrible. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you can find some light in this overwhelming darkness. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, uh, your, your, your show, Big Time Dicks, is uh, going to be live soon. Yes. Thank yes. you for knowing that. Well, I know <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm not all just good looks. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be live. It's going to be happening soon in New York. Where's it going to be? It's this coming Wednesday, June 28th at the Bell House. At the Bell House. Great. At 7 p.m. Great. And you're going to have some guests on there? We have great guests. We have Amy Goodman of Democracy Now! Yeah. She's so cool. And we have the comedian Aparna Nanchurla, who's Terrific. so cool. One of the best. And Erica Andiola, who is the political director of Our Revolution, and she used to be a Bernie Sanders press secretary. Terrific. Well, that's great. Well, we'll look forward to that. We will tune into the podcast and we'll continue to read everything that you put out there through Jezebel and everywhere else. Thank you for being here, Joanne. It's been lovely. <laughs> uh, can you stay up here? We yes. can all just slide down. Uh, that'll be great. Uh, and now we'll move into it. We're talking a little bit about comedy, so let's keep that going. Let's wrap the whole conversation up in a nice bow, specifically, uh, well, even just a nice tie, like a necktie, something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is such a great uh, comedian and stand-up, and she's working on the project with Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. She was on the Totally Bias show. Let's bring her up. Janine Brito. Janine. Oh, my goodness. So nice to see you again. Hi, hi Dale. Oh, hi, Janine. Hi, Cornelius. Yes, hi. everything's happening. This, I realize, looks and sounds like if Vincent Price vogued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the haunting sounds we all fall asleep to every night. <laughs> yes, ah. yes. The sound of our <laughs> nightmares. Uh, Janine, uh, it's been some time since I've seen you. It has. It's been quite a spell, yeah. It's been quite a spell. Too long, I think. Now, you've been out in Los Angeles. Yes. For a little bit and carefree and recently mm. single. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that part's been carefree. Uh, <laughs> yes. I am recently single. Uh, very lonely. Um, I have eaten Activia out of a fleshlight just to remember what oh once my. was. Oh, my. Back when uh, I was sexually <laughs> active. You know, just to remember the good old days. That's a, <laughs> that's a real know? commitment to it, isn't it? You must yeah. really miss it. I do. <laughs> I do. I usually think about Jamie Lee Curtis, so it's a nice <laughs> Oh yeah. It's a nice time. <laughs> it's a nice time. Hello, that's these wonderful smart activists. And now this shithead talking about exactly where I wanted lights. to start it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but Janine, is there something to flashlight aside for the moment? Yes. Is there something to um, resistance dating? Like, is there a lot of pillow talk about Cal Exit or Come Come Come? <laughs> Um, no, but I did, I recently realized, I, I dated a Mormon girl oh. for a little bit, and I won over her family, so I think I could single-handedly end homophobia by just dating every we just deploy you daughter. to Park yeah, City? Yeah, just like drop <laughs> me off in a red state, and I'll fix it. Wow. Yeah. We'll put you out there on the spiral jetty and let them yeah. come to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Utah. <laughs> I'd like to see that. 
I mean, I'd like to know about it. I don't need to yeah. see it. But um, many would. Uh, that's, that's great. Now you're looking sharp. Oh, thank you. That's uh, that's kind of a, a strategy, is it? This I- yeah, this is my um, survival tactic for the next four years. Is just to dress like a senator's son. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. way. Yeah. When Trump starts to round us up, I can pretend to be Paul Ryan's nephew, <laughs> and they'll just move on down. Yeah. Pretty excited. That should work pretty well, I think, because the roundup's coming. I know. Yeah. And as a brown dyke, I'm on the front line. <laughs> you, you so better. Back. <laughs> you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan. Yes, you do. It's so true. But uh, you've been I- enjoying Los Angeles out there? Ah, uh, I love Los Angeles. Um, as a stand-up comic, I'm clearly a narcissist, and that's where we flock. So <laughs> it's worked out pretty well. But you're there in the home of the resistance, well, right? Well, the bar next to the home of the resistance, <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. If it, uh, does, do, do you feel uh, good about it? Is, is things generally okay? Uh, you know, there in California, you, you mm-hmm. and I probably both lived through this in some way. Before Trub, there was um, uh, Arnold, the governor, yes. yeah, which yeah, was yeah. so stupid. But he beat so out a guy named Gray Davis, and there was never a more accurately named person in all of history than Gray <laughs> Davis, because he is, you know, Gray Davis is the color of Formica in the basement bathroom of a beach rental. You know, it's just the <laughs> most boring thing. And at this point, I would give anything to have a boring president. Me too. You know, just a yeah. fluffy puppy that doesn't take away your rights and doesn't mess with the environment. Uh, yeah, no, and, and the thing that bothered me, I, I've been out marching in California. You know, we're all lefties in the big cities out there. And, and when the election first happened, a lot of uh, straight white guy friends, sorry, straight white guys, some of you are cool, um, were like, you. oh, but we got, we got weed. We got legalized weed. Like, that was a concession. And I was like, that's the wrong drug now. I need, like, PCP so I can flip <laughs> over some cars and yeah. be alike. Like, <laughs> we right. need to shift the drugs that <laughs> oh, we have right. access to now. Not go down, go no. up. Yeah. Really just, like, have that Hulk strength <laughs> that, to defend right. ourselves. Yeah, that's yeah. what we need out there. But it's uh, you're, you're doing the good work. You're making sure that voices get heard. Important, uh, important voices, like... Um, Snoop Dogg and yeah. uh, Mar- <laughs> Martha, Martha Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, the voices of the yeah, resistance. Yeah. They're they're great. No, I do think I think they accomplished. Like who who to thunk those two would be besties, <laughs> and they really are. They they love each other so much. Well, um, and explain it's a cooking show. Yeah, it's like a cooking talk show. Yeah. Um, and you know, if a seventy-five-year-old white woman can become best friends with former crypt gangster rapper from Compton, then, like, bridges can be built. That's true. They so can. very hopeful. With weed, actually, funnily <laughs> enough. So <laughs> maybe maybe my friends are on to something. That's how they, they bond? Is that over that? I can't Oh, no, say. you can't say. Well, Martha is rich enough to take me out <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, She seems fun to work with. She hasn't. I don't think she does. Um, no, who could, who no. could say? No. Why would you say? You wouldn't say, is what I'm saying. <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, you were also part of this show, and uh, I only bring it up because I think it was so important, uh, totally biased uh, yep, yep. with Kamau Bell mm-hmm. on FX. And this was a short-lived show, I think. Uh, ended two ended kind years, of yeah. prematurely. Yeah. But it had, uh, I think it had a lasting effect on the kind of uh, diversity oh, of you. voices that are out there, uh, specifically in comedy and some of the late-night shows and that kind of thing. Would you agree with that? I mean, there were so many uh, uh, people of color on there. There were comedians of color, writers. It, it, it seemed to expand the dialogue a little bit. 
yeah, I think um, of late night writers' rooms, it was you know three women, which is unheard of. Um, uh, <laughs> Already, that's uh, huge. Like four brown folks, two queer folk. Like it was, yeah, it was a super diverse uh, room, and and we kept it afloat for a couple years. So we were like, see, we can do it. Put us in, coach. So it definitely. And I and Aparna has gone on. She writes for uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers now. She's gonna be on the big time. Yeah, big show. yeah, she's. Yeah the best and and Eliza Skinner went on to write for James Corden Guy Branham now has his own talk show uh, game show the talk show so it's it's been like a good launching point for a lot of voices that I don't think would have gotten jobs before the show yeah yeah and that's how it works too not unlike politics you just keep at it and keep yeah. going and you move up through the ranks how has the current uh, situation affected your comedy though oh terribly um <laughs> a lot of yeah, I feel like a lot of lay people are like oh this is gonna be great for your comedy and I'm like I'm not that shitty of a comedian that I need everyone else to be dying for me to be like what is up with the hellscape that is our world like I can observe easier shit <laughs> like have a little faith right, in us right i got a lot of material yeah. about elevators exactly yeah. i'd love um, to do it <laughs> and it was actually better when everyone else was a little happier because you know yeah. a familiar place to me is just sliding down while taking a shower and then ordering a pizza like i've been in the darkness that's why i do stand up <laughs> it was easier for me when everyone else was up and i was like all right guys i'll come meet you outside and now we're all just face first in a personal pan pizza weeping um yep. or a toaster a oven pizza yes. yeah in my case <laughs> hmm. Why are they so hot? Why do they make the pepperonis that size? I don't know why they're that shape. I don't know why it's that hot. In the roof of it your mouth. Like it's, I do I the mean. recommended temperature. Ugh. But now, Janine, uh, your family is Cuban? I, yeah, I am uh, half Icelandic and half Cuban. I am an ice cube. Half ice um, <laughs> an ice cube. The family joke. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> good family reunion joke. I like that one. Uh, now, um, I'm not saying that all Cubans are mystic or all Icelandic people, for that matter. But is there some kind of curse uh, we could send <laughs> out to... Uh, some sort of, like, combo Viking Santeria curse? That's right. I feel like Bjork could link up with Pitbull and do something pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Both just in pop and curses. Just send them back to the underworld. Yeah. Just yeah. do something like that. I'll talk to my people. Oh, good. <laughs> I have I been so. tweeting to the government of Iceland to be like, let me in. Well, <laughs> Come there's on. There's not that many people. I'm sure it would be know, okay. They need more. Yeah. They you like whale? They eat whale, right? They eat, yeah, they, they like put so it in the ground and let it rot. Oh, so maybe I, love I should that. go to Cuba. I love I that. Know. Bizarre foods. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Like Stouffer's Pizza. <laughs> Stouffer's Call, Whale that's Pizza. That's what we call a callback in the biz, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it. Oh, it's so it perfect. Um, and so now you're working on a project we can't talk about, but it's great and it's going to be good. And if it, it goes forward, yes. uh, we'll all be excited yes. for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm seasoned at this. I've talked to a lot of people <laughs> about things I am not able to talk about. I think we can. Uh, wonderful comic Janelle James yeah. uh, is, is developing a pilot right now, so hopefully uh, we'll put that in the curse, uh, the, a blessing to get that yes. lifted up as we send everyone else underground. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing a lot of stand-up around town, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow I'll be at Caroline's, yeah. uh, fundraiser for the Lesbian Super Pack. Uh, Good. At 7 o'clock, and then Saturday, Tinder Live at Littlefield oh, in Brooklyn. Oh, great. Yeah. With Lane. That's terrific. Yeah. Nice article today in the Times. Yeah, Anyhow, uh, and you doing any pride activities? 
Is that a thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I said at the top of my segment about uh, <laughs> yeah. flashlights? Yeah. Fingers crossed yeah. that I break that streak with a real human woman. Oh. Um, God, please. Ah. You got to go out for that. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got a, like a leather bow tie for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how things work. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad uh. you're here. I'm glad me to see too, you again. It's been really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy had a gruff laugh, like he pays people to dress up and stuff. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that was frightening, sir. Um, but I have a price. Um, yeah. yeah, politics is frightening. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, I'll, I'll, we look forward to seeing what what happens next, Janine. I'm so thrilled to be do. able to get a chance to see you, you again, as well. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Janine Brito. And let's hear it for all of our guests tonight. Joanna Rothkopf, Lily Herman, Jamila King, Cornelius Loy back there. Thanks to the Slipper Room, as always. And thanks to uh, the folks at Blow and uh, Brand New Congress. It's been terrific. From all of us in the deep night, have a great night. such a good time and we don't usually mic the audiences but they were there <laughs> in force and they all came out to support a solid cause with brand new congress you can look them up uh brand new congress online and get involved or find another group like blow or start one like galinda uh, helped to do just get out there you might think listening to podcasts is enough and i get it <laughs> but you might need to also at least make a call send an email it's all important, folks. It's all important, every action that you do. Now, as to us, we'll be back in September with our 10th amazing season. How many? How many? 10 seasons. My gosh, what are we doing? I thank all of my guests this season in the Slipper Room. Uh, thanks to this SF Sketch Fest for having us out there. The artists who work with us on the imagery, Samantha Mash, Candice Brorsma, and James Boyle, just doing knockout work for us. Howler Hills Farm for the music, and Harvest Works for the studio space. To Galinda, Katrina, and Baby Pepsi, thank you for your patience and understanding and healing energies. And to all of you for listening, I'd be nothing without you. You light up my chakras in every way. Now remember, although this night may be ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is written and performed by James Bewley with production assistance from Harvest Works in New York City. Music throughout each episode is provided by the amazing talents on the artistic roster of Howler Hills Farm in the great state of Ohio. Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard, season 9 podcast icon and logo designed by Samantha Mash. Download episodes directly through DaleRadio.com or subscribe and review the show on iTunes. Also available on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Follow Dale on Twitter at Dale Radio or Instagram at Dale Seaver for behind-the-scenes peeks into the production of the show and the life of Dale Seaver. Thank you to all the subscribers and supporters of this program, and thanks to you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>